Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. I'm so excited to be interviewing Jessica today. She's one of our elite clients and someone who honestly just slays it. She is a very, very busy lady and she has so much responsibility and other things that she could basically be doing on a day-to-day basis, but she does prioritize her health quite a bit. And so I thought it'd be really cool to have you on the podcast because I think your life is a little bit different than some of the other ladies that we've had on the podcast and kind of like your backstory and things like that. So Jessica, if you want to start off with like your little bit of a backstory, like what you do, who you are, anything else that you would like to say, by all means, go for it. Sure. So my name's Jess, as Sam said. I am the Director of Business Intelligence for a brokerage in Toronto. So I don't live in Toronto. I do commute maybe once a month or so, a three-hour train ride each way. But yeah, so you know, fairly busy professional career. I also volunteer on a couple boards because why not? And uh, yeah, so as far as kind of my more health-wise backstory, always been a kid that was not comfortable in my skin. You know, I'm six feet tall. I'm not, I'm, I've never been small and that's okay. But yeah, so that's, you know, always being the tallest kid in the class and always being, you know, that that kind of thing. So you just wanted to be as small as possible, I think was was uh, where I went with that in my younger years. And yeah, so from that, you know, you get all kinds of bad diets, like a lot of the other ladies have tried, you know, eat clean. I did that for a while, which, you know, my body really liked, but man, is that ever a lot of upkeep and not really sustainable. I have to carry around like a a large cooler everywhere you go because everything has to be, you know, not like pretty much prepped and in its natural state. I did whole 30, so not that different. Paleo ate for a long time. I did keto because, you know, when keto became the hot thing, that one I think was probably not the greatest for me because I don't have a gallbladder. So (laughs) keto, high fat, no gallbladder, digestive nightmare. You know, I kind of, I went into more of the Mediterranean diet and the anti-inflammatory diet because, you know, I I have a lot of chronic pain, that kind of thing. So that was my best attempt at, at trying to keep that at bay. And then right before I started with Sam, my doctor suggested Weight Watchers, which, you know, that works wonderfully for some people, but I think I gained like 20 pounds in four months being on Weight Watchers. So it really wasn't for me. So that's, that's kind of like the in a nutshell, I guess, the roller coaster of uh, different things I've tried. So I was very heavy on the, you know, low grain or no grain, because I do have some food sensitivities to, you know, some processed things like white flour, but I can eat whole wheat flour, no problem. So, you know, it's been it's been quite the journey trying to find out what (laughs) what works with my digestive system. But anyhow, so that's, that's that I guess that's 
what I've tried, but um, yeah. I don't know if you want me to get into any like. So yeah, so like with that, that was really interesting that you said that with the one thing that you said when we were first starting was that like um, for the longest time too, you also always wanted to be the smallest virgin. And I feel that so much because being five foot nine and like everyone's like, oh, you know, they're all going to catch up to you, but they don't. They're like five, five all the time. And so you spend like your whole life trying to be smaller and then you get into like diet culture and then you get wrapped up in that. So when you're already trying to be the smallest person and then you're not already the naturally like smallest person, and then you also are trying to lose weight, it's really easy to get into those weight loss fads because like, you're like, yeah, I do want to be smaller, right? Rather than like building muscle or get bulkier or things like that. So, which can be hard because then when someone says focus on like strength or focus on building muscle, you're like, no, 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 no. Like I want to be smaller. Like I don't want to be muscular, right? So I think a lot of ladies can really like hit home with that. And when you were first starting, like, what do you think was the biggest thing that you were like struggling with? Or what do you think was like the number one thing, at least that you were thinking about on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So mobility really. And when I say mobility, I'm not necessarily saying, oh, like my arm only goes to here. It's when, by the time I finally reached out for help, because, you know, asking for help really isn't that easy, but I swear the more you do it, the easier it gets. Ooh, um, but I could hardly walk like five minutes or stand five minutes by the time I, I finally reached out to Sam. And yeah, I was just felt like I just wasn't really living anymore. And, you know, I'm way too young to be that immobile. So, you know, I just I just wanted to be able to walk a couple blocks with my dogs and my kids and that kind of thing. That was that was really like short term number one goal for me. Second, you know, pain management. Like I said, there was, you know, I had a lot of chronic pain. So over, I don't know how deep you want me to get into this, but over the last couple of years, you know, I, I was diagnosed kind of with like autoimmune and there was a few other kind of things that, you know, I've had, I have herniated discs in my lower back. I have nerve damage in my leg. Like I have a a kind of a mishmash of things I did to myself over the years and they kind of all snowballed once I started treating my autoimmune with, you know, like the, so essentially what it's, it affects my thyroid. So hormone levels going from one end of the spectrum to the other. So, you know, before I could eat three times as much as I do now and not gain a pound. And then when you go to the other side, the hypo side, like that does not work. And, you know, even if you eat a third of what you were eating, seemed like I could just breathe and gain weight, right? So, you know, with that came a lot of joint pain, a lot of, you know, um, just really chronic pain. And on top of that, you know, anxiety and, and panic attacks, which I had never experienced before. So holy hormones, they they do a lot, (laughs) good and bad. But yeah, just just trying to kind of find somewhere in the middle that works best for me. So, you know, the other thing was, you know, I've read all kinds of diet books, this and that. um, And I just wanted somebody to tell me what to eat, (laughs) because there's too many conflicting things online. I guess there's tons of resources. But I'm like, like I said, for keto, like that absolutely is not a good plan for me. But that's, you want to lose weight, try keto. So, okay. But like, you don't know that you're like, I don't know that like, I can't really eat high fats on with no, like, they kind of tell you to watch it. But a lot of them don't tell you like, oh, you have to eat lower fats or like, you know, you can cause a lot of issues or like, maybe you need digestive enzymes, like people won't tell you that. So then all of a sudden you're on keto and you're like, oh, I feel like crap. And I can't go to the bathroom. And like, 
I'm sick. And it's like, what's going on? Right. And they go, Oh, it's the keto flu. And you're like, no, I don't think it is like, you know, so <laughs> it gets tricky. Like, and that's the thing, like, I don't think it's, and for anyone like listening to, it's not your, you know, I'm all about radical responsibility, but it's also not necessarily your fault that you can't figure out exactly what you're supposed to do with your body type, just because like, you know, what you Googled it and it didn't work out. Like, yeah. Right. So the nice thing is, is that you knew you're like, none of this seems to be working. So maybe it's just time to ask for help, which is awesome, especially with like how much stuff you have going on. I'm sure like it was kind of overwhelming to think about like starting something else when like your hormones are all over the place and like, you know, your mood swings and everything's like kind of going all over and you're like, my thyroid's like, you know, overactive or underactive. And now I guess I'm going to try something else. Like I'll just throw something else in there and hope it works. Right. Well, and it's funny because I have like a whole team of medical professionals with all the fun stuff I was going through, like the internists, the specialists, the neurosurgeon, massage, physio, Cairo, you know, my family doctor, all of these people, not one suggested digestive enzymes. And like that made a world of difference, like something as simple as that. So it's, it's just, you know, I found that kind of amusing. <laughs> not gonna lie, I'm gonna take that as a really big compliment right now. Yeah, absolutely. You should. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is like, too, like everyone has their specialties too, right? So it's like, I don't know, the way that I look at it is like, you don't go to the dentist to like talk about your feet, you know? So it's like, <laughs> right? Like, why are you going to, like, going to a surgeon about your stomach is like kind of silly just because they have like their own specialties. So I don't know. Like, but again, like, how do you know until you figure it out, right? Like, it's so, I feel like health and fitness is really something that everyone like does, but they don't know really what's going on. Like, so yeah. it's kind of tricky, right? But yeah, but I'm glad that helped. That's actually so funny. I think that's like my favorite moment of all time. I was like, that's really shit. Was like, nice. Okay. So on top of that, in terms of like the program and stuff, since you've been on it, obviously digestive enzymes made a world of difference. But yeah. the biggest thing that honestly like blew my mind. I was like, okay, like I knew you had specialists, but I didn't realize you literally had like that many specialists. So I was like, yeah. oh. like I said, I like, I'm sorry that it took that many people in order to figure it out. Also super happy that we figured it out. But on that note, like what's like some of the, would you say is like some of the favorite things that you've learned on the program or like just in general, since you've been like a part of the team, because sometimes it's also like, I think what also gets really underestimated is like, so yeah, like, you know, you're working one-on-one -on -one with me, for example, but then there's also like, you get access to coach Steph, coach Rachel, you have other people on the team who also have either been where you are and got to their goal or are starting at a different spot and doing their goal, focusing on strength, whatever. And like when they post things too, like you ladies learn things all the time. So like, guys, it's not just like, it's not just like working with a coach. It's also like the community of people that are also doing the same thing. And like that knowledge that everyone has the same mindset working towards a goal, right? Like, it's like, if you went to a keto group and you found everyone is doing whatever, and they have a whole bunch of snacks and stuff, you'd be like, wow, that's really cool. But I feel like we have a really cool, sustainable, like kind of whatever weight loss group, muscle gaining, strength, all that kind of like more like healthy balance group. So I guess like, what's the biggest thing that you think you've learned since you've joined the program or like from other people on the team? Yeah, so there's a lot. So I'm, I guess I'm coming up on a year pretty soon. Um, so yeah, lots of nuggets. But uh, one thing that I, I kind of learned shortly after I started was that weight loss is not as important to me as I thought. Um, that was that was big because I was like, okay, you know, my goal is to lose X number of pounds. I could care less, to be honest, at this point. Yes, yeah. it's awesome to see the scale go down, but I can walk my dogs for five kilometers now. 
And like those to me and like the wins along the way are more important than kind of the end goal. I had no idea how much mindset work I had to do and oh, wow. you know, how, <laughs> how many years of like diet culture and stuff that had to be kind of deprogrammed and debunked and it goes so much further than like nutrition and exercise. It's, you know, setting boundaries. It's, you know, carving out time for you, less people pleasing, you know, with that comes more confidence and less decisiveness. And like, it's flowed into, you know, my professional life, my home life, like my personal life, everything. It's, it's not, it's awesome that I can walk again. And it's, it's amazing that you know, my joints don't hurt anymore and things like that. But yeah, the mindset work was something I completely underestimated. And, uh, you know, once there's a lot of resources on that community and you kind of, you watch them and sometimes you, you don't totally pay attention to them, no offense, but then all of a sudden they click and you're like, oh yeah, no, like that, that absolutely is a revelation. And it seems so simple and maybe such common sense, but you know, like you said, it's it's years of years of a completely different mindset going on that you're having to unravel. Some of the biggest wins that I know again, once you when you start the program, this is kind of reminded upon a lot, but sleep and water. Like what game changers are those? I didn't realize how little water I was drinking. And I I I really, really do attribute a lot of my joint pain getting better to an increase in water consumption. Yes. Honestly, it's, it's amazing. No one killed me. I'm just like, whenever people are like, I'm in, like, I have so much pain with my joints and then they're not drinking water. I'm just like, just hit yourself when you get up in the morning. Like you might as well just slap yourself because like, they need water, right? Like, that's so amazing. I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that. sleep. Because with with the autoimmune that I have, you know, when I was in hyperthyroid mode, like I maybe slept two hours a day. And I also have, I'll just spill out a lot. So I also learned that I have sleep apnea. So when I was sleeping, I was waking up like 98 times an hour. So I really wasn't sleeping. (laughs) So, you know, once some of those things got remedied, you know, solutions, there's machines for that. And yeah, so just the sleep and water, I think night and day difference there and then uh yeah the other big thing i know is it's not news to most people but like sticking with a habit long enough that it becomes automatic so i know right for example but it's true (laughs) for example every morning i walk my dogs and i didn't always want to and sometimes i could only do a block but darn it i was going to do it and I'm finally at a point where like it's non-negotiable and, and I think I kind of yeah. this, you know, like I earned the, the fact that I can walk again and I am not willing to give that up. So it is a non-negotiable for me and you know, my dogs expect it too. So they're quite the <laughs> cheerleaders. Yeah. As soon as I come upstairs from my office, it's like, and it's walk time. Um, when you have that accountability partner. I like, I gotta <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that, those were big. And then again, back to my digestion, because why not? That's a fun topic. Um, all day, every day, so. <laughs> I know it's finding the right balance, which it's still a work in progress. Like that's, that's huge because, you know, if, if your gut's a mess, 
it's really hard to want to go outside and do things. It's really hard to, you know, to have energy. It's really hard to <laughs> to do all of those things. So, you know, knowing now what what makes it more comfortable and less comfortable, you know, you can at least plan for it. Um, yeah. That kind of thing. So And you know, right? You're like, I'm gonna go like for example, just I'll use a personal one because I don't want to throw your stuff under the bus. Oh, that's fine. I don't <laughs> but uh like Yesterday, guys found out like we we're gonna have pizza, so I was like, "Oh, good! Like, can't wait for that." Because I already know my stomach's gonna be a wreck, right? But it's like sometimes these things come up, but at least you know. And then the next day, you're not like, "Oh, I'm bloated. Why is this happening to me?" It's like because you ate pizza, silly. Like you can't eat pizza. Remember that, right? It's like yeah. so it's like it's just things that like are like you have these questions of like, "Why is this happening?" Or "Oh my god, again!" It's like you already know why they're happening because you've become more aware to them. I think is a big thing that like you had to work on quite a bit. And like you've gotten very good at at this point. Well, and then the tricky part. So if I'm home, yeah, you know, easy enough to prepare for. But I do travel a bit. So, you know, even when I go into the Toronto office, they have things catered in. Last time we were there, they had it was all appetizers and like fried stuff. And I'm like, well, this is not going to fare well. <laughs> like, me, but, <laughs> you know, and I do go to a lot of conferences and it's, you know. Yeah. What's out is what's out. And, you know, you just have to choose your battles and. and it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what do you think? So, just moving into like kind of like your biggest fitness myth. So, you did like a lot of programs and stuff like that in the past. What do you find is like the biggest myth that you like either fell for or one that you like really believed? And that one was like when you started like the program with us that you were like, oh, shoot, like that's definitely like not going to be, that's not true or. I don't know about this or, you know, things like that. Like what was something that really you had a hard time kind of letting go in terms of like fitness myths? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it's a fitness myth. I'm going to say it's a mindset first of all. So I tend to have like perfectionism. So it's that all or none mindset. So, you know, with, I'm going to pick on Tosca Reno a little bit here. So with the eat clean, you know, it kind of was preached like you have to eat this food all the time, you can't eat anything processed. And if you do, like, it's over, right? So kind of that you have to eat perfectly, or your progress is pretty much out the window. So that's kind of the on the wagon off the wagon. So that one was big for me. And, and you know, you're like, Oh, eat the cookie. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Because <laughs> You're like, uh, you're like, that's actually gonna ruin all my progress, and I'm never gonna be able to recover from this. So, <laughs> or I will eat the twelve cookies now. <laughs> so, yeah. it, getting it over that kind of that that hurdle was was a big one for me, especially, you know, the all like the perfectionism thing. It doesn't work when I'm traveling. It really doesn't. No, so doesn't. that's when it, it kind of boring, right? You're like, ah. Oh. Well, and my family hates it too, because by default, they often eat what I eat. And then I think another big one, and again, it's a lot more internal than it is fitness myths, but not really believing I can do it, to be honest, like that, okay, like, what's going to be different this time? You know, keto was a flop, this was a flop, that kind of thing. And then even some of the doctors and stuff that I've seen, you know, it's the, well, just eat less right? That was their, just eat less, eat, you know, eat more salad, eat this. And honestly, I had no energy to do anything. So yeah, you can eat 1200 calories, but good luck wanting to get up and go for a walk or anything else. 
I know. Yeah. So, so those were the, the big ones for me. It's not really, I don't know if they're myths or not. It was more, like I said, the mindset work, I totally underappreciated and yeah. But once it clicks, it clicks and, and you know, there you go. It's really tricky too. Cause like a lot of the times I find with that too, with the mindset of like, you know, eat, like, it's not that we're telling you to eat, you know, miles and pounds of, you know, junk food. But at the same time, it's like when you go out to have dinner and you want to have an appetizer, you shouldn't feel like you're just going to like gain all this weight because you had an appetizer. Right. So that was really cool. And that was something that for a while there, like, I was like, Jessica, you need to eat more. You need to eat more. And she's like, uh, and I was like, you need to eat more. And we kind of had this really cool moment, I think. And I've told you this before too. I, I was dying when you're like, I don't think it was more of like a mindset hurdle or, or something like that. You're like, it wasn't like a identity crisis, but you know, I tried. But basically it was more so like for a while there, she was doing really well and she was like losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. Cause that was like the main goal. And there comes to a point where like you either get really busy and like you just basically you're like, oh shoot, like what I was doing isn't hundred percent sustainable. So for example, she was like going crazy on the bike. She was working out. She was eating clean. She's like eating some cookies. She's like living the dream. Right. And like the scale is just like plummeting down. And we're like, nice. This is awesome. And then they're up to this point where she's like, I don't really want to cycle for 30 minutes every day. And I don't really want to work out four times a week. And I don't really want to like eat healthy all the time. And like all these things or more so like it wasn't more so eating healthy, but more so like keeping her fat slower. Like she was starting to like raise them up again. And the reason being is like, as she just said, she's like, I don't really care about weight loss. Like, so the thing is, is that at a certain point, you get to a point where you're like, like, I care, but like not enough to get up and do 45 minutes on my bike every morning. And so even if you guys really want to like, you know, hit that goal, like you might be able to do it just by like, I call it FU energy, right? Where you're just like, screw it, I'm going to do it. But there comes a point where you run out of that energy and then you're like, oh, like here we are again. And so me and Jess really had to like sit down and like have a conversation of just like, okay, like, what do you actually like, what's important to you? What do you want? Like, what's the goal? And she's like, my ankles are starting to hurt again. Like my hip kind of hurts, my arm kind of like whatever, all these kinds of like your wrist was bothering you. And I was like, so what if we just like focus on like those kind of things and less about like the scale and more so like what makes you feel good. And all of a sudden where we were kind of like starting to kind of go back up and down and kind of hanging out around, it's like everything started to go down again. And she was consistent again because within like a week or two, she's like, yeah, that's what's important to me and started focusing on like a deeper goal, as opposed to just like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Right. And like, as soon as you did that, you've been consistent ever since you did that. Like it was like night and day difference. It was crazy. That's when I also went on my first trip, like personal trips. I went to Carousel for about two weeks and yeah, ate, drank the fancy drinks and, and did all that. So I, yeah, didn't quite figure out what was gut happy at that point. So there's probably a lot of inflammation. There's probably a lot of, you know, it was kind of the, I think that, yeah. And then coming back after that, not working out for a couple of weeks, it was just kind of hard to get back in momentum when your gut's a mess. And yeah, so yeah. much easier to stay in it than to <laughs> take a break. I love this so much. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Literally, guys, like every time Jessica speaks, I'm like, nice, she listened. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> No, it's good. It's really good. But no, it's awesome in terms of like everything that you've been doing so far, Jess. And like, yeah, after your trip, right? You're like, I don't like, it's really hard to get back into that loop. But then as soon as some of the symptoms come back and stuff too, you're like, oh, like, I don't really want that. But I'm having troubles with like getting into momentum, but my gut's a mess, right? So 
And that's where like, it's kind of helpful to have someone to like kind of bounce things off of and like show you what to do, especially when like, there's not just one way of doing things. So it's like, if you don't want to do what you did before vacation, let's figure out something different. And that's totally fine. So in terms of like, just to finish off the podcast here, uh, Jess, what do you think is like the number one piece of advice that you have for anyone just getting started or anyone that's like really struggling with the fact of just like either could be like pain, it could be, I guess, like digestive health, it could be motivation, it could be anything that you've kind of struggled with. What do you think is like the main thing that you would say to them if uh, they're like just getting started and they're like overwhelmed and tired and a busy like professional just like you are? So yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help. Honestly, like that was, I, you know, it's the only thing I wish I did was ask six months sooner, right? <laughs> like, um, or reach out six months sooner. I did start with one of your four day challenges. So I actually kind of had an in. So my younger sister, Tiffany has been a client of Sam's for, I don't even know, like at least a year before then. And yeah, so I, I kind of, <laughs> tiptoed and asked her questions before I took the plunge. But yeah, like just reach out, ask if you're not sure, sign up for one of the challenges or the free group that that Sam has there, the strategy has. And there's tons of stuff on there. And, you know, like you'd said with the community, when we would have like our elite group calls and stuff, like there was all kinds of amazing things that that other people have gone through that, you know, I learned from like, electrolytes you know I got a walking treadmill under my desk you know like there's there's all kinds of like awesome things that other people have tried whether it works whether it doesn't in their opinion so just I don't know just listen and yeah don't be afraid to to reach out and yeah just put yourself out there and what's the worst that's going to happen things will either get better or they'll stay the same so (laughs) not wrong right that's awesome and the thing is too I think like when you're also like in a spot where you're like working with someone, when you hit like those plateaus too, or like when you hit those things where you're like, I don't really know how to do that. It's like having someone there, whether it's like a coach or someone in the community, that's like, Hey, what if, what if you tried this? Or like, even though you like hit a spot, cause everyone hits plateaus and things like that. But it's more like when you hit those things, you have resources to help you get through it. You're not just trying to guess on what you're doing by yourself. You're not just yeah. like, I guess I'll just like slash my calories by 300 more because I don't know what to do. Or like, guess I'll just do cardio until I like fall off the treadmill, right? Like it's like you have no idea what to do, but it's like having those people that you're like, Hey guys, like, you know, my weight stalled again. Like, what do you guys do when it stalls? And you have 40 messages of people like telling you what they do, right? Like it's crazy. So yeah. that's really awesome. down to work for you. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to other- try again. <laughs> the other thing was, you actually, you have more time than you think is another, another piece. It's so easy to get caught up in the, I'm too busy being busy, that kind of thing. You know, like I know one of the things Sam has said in the past is the dishes can wait or somebody else can do them. Like my kids are teenagers and adults. Like there's absolutely no reason that they can't load the dishwasher, right? Like it's just those that setting the boundaries, prioritizing and just protecting your time. Like the morning routine piece set like a completely different tone for my day. So I, I get the same amount of stuff done or more. Yeah. But it's not chaotic. It's very, you know, calm. And and that that 20 minutes in the morning, you know, it makes or breaks it for me. So, you know, just kind of getting into that kind of it's again the mindset work was super 
it was yeah i underappreciated it but i i don't anymore <laughs> honestly whenever when you joined the team too jessica like your mentality when you first joined i felt was like a lot how i started originally before i started doing all the mindset work where i was like that's stupid i don't need that i'm just gonna power through i'm gonna exactly grind like that, that like, yes right? it's like, yeah it's like eh, like it's okay like whatever like it's kind of hocus pocus whatever and then yeah. as soon as like i started seeing it work i was like oh my god this is cool right and then you start getting like addicted to it you're like what else can i do <laughs> right it's like it's something to work towards. It's like more goals and it's, you know, routines. And I feel like as like someone who plans a lot of things and does a lot of things, you're like, you know, how can I make my work, my work more, more successful, but also like better, less stressful. And then also manage like a personal life because being very successful, very successful at work. And then also I find being like a female, there's a lot of other roles and expectations that are like with that too. Like you're still, I hate to say it, but you're still kind of expected cleaning, cooking, stuff like that, family stuff, right? There's yep. other things that you have. So it's like, if you can't manage it, then it gets like the whole dynamic I find of like a household gets really messed up. Like it's kind of weird. It's not really the best thing in the world, but that's kind of how it is, right? For most of us. So it's like being able to like have that time for you so that you're able to help other people, but then also be super successful at work. and do the traveling that you want to do and be able to do all these other things and like kind of live life the way that you want to live it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Is there anything else that you want to say just before we end the podcast for today? I think I've said a lot. No, um, no, just, yeah. Thanks for all you do. And uh, yeah, like I said, don't, don't get caught in the fear of the unknown and just reach out if you're even thinking about it. Yeah. It's the worst she does so amazing, guys. Like she downplays this like crazy. She is so consistent; it is ridiculous. And like, yeah, if she can get to the point where she's literally working out like consistently with her schedule, and you know, sitting all day with like a lot of desk work and stuff like that, but still hitting her steps, like she gets like ten thousand steps in a day now. It's hard, but she does it. She gets her workouts in. She gets her water in. She gets her food in. And even though like she was very humble with like, oh yeah, I'm still working on like the digestive stuff. Like she's come a long way. Like she's absolutely killing it. So really proud of you, Jess. You're freaking awesome. And you're so funny. And I just love that you're on the team. It's just fun. There's like, I don't know. I like you guys. You're a lot of fun. So it's just cool. And uh, yeah. And I guess we'll see you hopefully sometime soon with the events and stuff that we've got coming up. But yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope you have the best day ever. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.